The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Hello, friends. It's Nicholas. It's that time of the week again. Just like a race car around an indie circuit, we find ourselves again on another Wednesday. It's 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can get me live here each Wednesday or on the iTunes network. Any of these podcasts, I've actually been doing this for more than a year. It really is amazing. It's a lot of pleasure doing it. It's just great connecting with you. And today we're talking all about the thankfulness of the heart, but we can be thankful. We can praise up some thanks right now. We have this moment, whether you're listening to this show live, wherever you are in probably 50 or 60 countries in the world, you have a breath in your body. So that's life. You have the ability to listen to this, so presumably you have electricity, you have some kind of device. I'm in a studio in Los Angeles doing this in one room and overjoyed because I'm on a computer system that can, that can literally speak life around the world. We can, we can do all of this, and this is really miraculous. Over and above the miraculous that really is our body that started off as a seed and just became the miraculous of what we are today. And some of us may be 10 years old, 20 years old, maybe even 100 years old. Some of the things we've been through, they're also miraculous. So it really is miraculous that we're here at this very moment in time. So this show is going to be called Thanks Living. We're going to go up, up, up a level from Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the whole of life, not just a, an epoch, not just a day in our lives. But I read this about Arthur Anderson, an author. It's a really, it's a great quote. True hope dwells on the possible, even when life seems to be a plot written by someone who wants to see how much adversity we can overcome. True hope responds to the real world. To real life, it's an active effort. So what this really means to me is hope dwells in the possible being seen from a plot that's written in adversity and that we can overcome it. It means our focus will determine our gratitude. Our focus will also determine our destination, how we get through things. So hope responds to the real world. Yes, we'll be rocked sometimes by decisions that surprised us. All of these things we're hearing from society, different societies, a lot of shifting, but it's... And we respond in hope to real life. So it means we need to raise our faith and hope to these things that are happening. Everything around us is changing. So it's an active effort. So what this means is God's already done it. Yes, he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. But it almost involves an action on our part. We need to raise the faith. We need to raise the faith, raise our gratitude. So it's something that dwells in us that we need to manifest out of us. But in North America, wherever you are in the world, 
We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving, but it really encompasses you too, because we're talking about gratitude and how we live a life of of thanks living. In other words, we're thankful for the life we have and thankful for what we've got. It's about perspective. It's about changing shifts. We're going to have an exciting show because we're going to go through how we can change, how our awareness can change, what we focus on can change it and align us to more joy and more really thanks living i'm not concerned with living one day a year thanksgiving i want to be doing it all of the time so i want to base my life off of that fundamental off of that foundation so in north america wherever you are in the world again we're on the eve of this day referred to as thanksgiving this is a day that many put their focus on giving thanks and acknowledgement to things that they have in their life you know, we can all acknowledge something when others are doing it en masse as it gets put on a to-do list in our calendar. It becomes a national holiday. The test is, can we live a life full of thankfulness the other 340, uh, 364 days a year? See, I'm more concerned about the other 364 days a year because that's more of my life than the one day. So before we get into the ty- the show, let's look at really what Thanksgiving actually means. The meaning of thanksgiving it's the expression of gratitude especially to god it's a holy holiday it commemorates a harvest festival celebrated by the pilgrims in 1621 and is held in north america on the fourth thursday of each november it's an annual holiday it's marked by religious observances and a traditional meal usually including turkey i do everything apart from the the turkey because i've been eating fish and really an egg whites for the last five or six years. I've never felt better. I'm not trying to plug uh, not eating meat. I used to do that for a long time, but it's an active decision in me. Feel better, feel leaner, feel lighter, and I like my animals a lot. I always have done, but I, I raise my consciousness to know that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should or if it's necessarily the best thing to do, but Enjoy it. If, if you're eating meat, enjoy it by all means. This is no condemnation. This is just sharing what I feel. So Thanksgiving, really, in all seasons, we're going to talk. We know that Thanksgiving was a pilgrim holiday from 1621, but we're going to talk more about Thanksgiving in all seasons. November month kicks off the holiday season. This brings with it high expectations for celebration, for joy, for love. However, for many people, this time of year triggers deep, unresolved wounds that can bring with them sadness, anxiety, depression. All of these feelings can stir up from deep down in us. Things really that are unresolved from past, shall we, past disappointments, past hurts, past abuses, they become active because they're always there dormant. Unless we solve and resolve something in the past that's created a feeling in us. A feeling in us either that we're inadequate, that we're unloved, or we're ashamed, or we should be ashamed of of ourselves. Anything that's affected us and impacted us to be any less than the spirit we were created in. Remember, we were all created the same in God's spirit and likeness and image from the first Adam and first Eve, without exception. Of course, as we go along in life, we add money, we add jobs, but that really is irrelevant because we all come from the same. But on on the one hand, you know, if you look at it this way, the holiday season can actually lift the spirits. But on the other hand, it can deflate it due to this perceived lack. You know, which side you stand this season will very much depend on one word, gratitude. Uh, 
you know, I can have a very large mansion. I can have many, many cars, but I can stand on the side of ungratitude and depression, anxiety, and sadness because I'm focusing on things I haven't overcome. All of us have had things. We're all overcomers by virtue of the air we're taking right now. If we hadn't have overcome what we had passed, we wouldn't be here. I won't be and be able to do this show and you won't be able to listen to it. So it's not how much you have outside of you. It's how much you have inside of you. So it's which air, which place of awareness will you stand on the lack one <clears throat> or on the abundance one? And abundance is a state of mind. You can have two people with exactly the same bank accounts. One lives in fear, sadness, anxiety, and depression, and the other one lives in potential hope, gratitude, thankfulness, and peace. So it's it's not what we extrinsically have, it's what we intrinsically have. But society trains us that it's all about the outside. This is why in coffee shops, I'm not going to mention the brand of the coffee shops, they tend to focus not on the Thanksgiving blend and cups, they shoot through that. Now, since about November the 11th, Thanksgiving has been pushed aside and everything is promoting Christmas. Well, Christmas, December 25th, Jesus wasn't even born then, but it's a day the world commemorates the birth. The birth was sometime in late September to mid-October, round about that time. So the world celebrates and acknowledges it on December 25th, just like the Queen's birthday. We have to acknowledge on a certain day that all people are doing it. But the they rush from Thanksgiving to Christmas because all the financial things are at Christmas. The push to buy gifts, the push to eat more, drink more, spend more, buy more. So we straight away move through Thanksgiving before it's even a, 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 a even become Thanksgiving. Before thank, some you know two weeks before Thanksgiving Day. So, and I said this to somebody: Thanksgiving gets jealous if we forget Thanksgiving and focus on Christmas. But truly. How can I have a Christmas on December the 25th that's acknowledging the birth of a gift, which is God's son, if I'm not thankful on Thanksgiving? So there needs to be really, when I am grateful, when I have this attitude of gratitude, all of these things line up. I actually see things differently because it's out of that gratitude that will determine my attitude. Faith determines your platitude. In other words, how you react to things, but your gratitude really will determine your attitude. So the word gratitude is a a Latin word derived from the Latin word gratia, and it means grace. It means graciousness or gratefulness, depending on how you use it. So in some ways, gratitude encompasses all of these meanings. Gratitude is a thankful appreciation of what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. You know, intangible is is a blessing, a healing, uh, some things we've overcome that we never thought we could, depression, anxiety, all of these things. Tangible are, you know, is our health that we have, the family we have, the dogs we have, the warm water in the morning to share in, the coffee, the ability to listen to this show, the ability to breathe, all of these things, you can actually literally, but intangible, sometimes it's hard to measure some of these things. The grace that's been given to us, we we cannot know because it's always in the unseen realm. Things that have happened, 
that have stayed us back on course. Just like a friend of mine, they lost a baby at eight days old because it had an 18th chromosome. And now two years later, they have an amazing, an amazing child. And so all of these things are working. The power is just so much more powerful than us. The unseen realm that the, that brings the sun up at uh, dawn and brings it down at sunset. All of these things are beyond really our cognitive comprehension. Yes, we know the sun comes up in the morning and we know the sun goes down at night. How it goes down, it will be like somebody coming to operate on our brain and, and try and figure that out. No, it's Beyond that, anyway, it's it's incomprehensible that we can understand it. And we always, in Scripture, his ways are higher. You know, his thoughts are not yours and his ways are not yours. And I said this to, sent an email to my brother. I said, you know, we're not meant to figure this life out. We're just meant to make the most of what we've got and always have an attitude of pointing to God, an attitude of hope, and just to make the world a better place. If we sit and try and contemplate and try and figure things out in our cognizance, I can't figure out how the, the, the sun goes up and sun goes down, how it's blood red every hundred years. All of these things are beyond our cognizance. So intangible. So really with gratitude, people acknowledge, it's about acknowledging the goodness in your life. In the process, many people recognize only the things that we can see, the material things. You know, this can be, they're all good, nothing bad against them. This can be a house, a car, a spouse, you know, what we own, how much money we have in the bank or investments in 401ks. But really on a deeper level, the source of that goodness lies outside of us, something greater than us that's created all of this to happen. So as a result, material gratitude is only short-lived. That's why we have so much letdown over the holidays because people are People say, well, I'm not going to buy them a big gift because they don't buy me a big gift. And it becomes all about monetary. It becomes all about upmanship and showing. It's gone, really, the act of the heart because we put the value. And just like Jesus said, the wealthy gave out of their wealth and privilege. But the widow, she gave out, you know, she gave out of her poverty. So it's not the cost of something. It's where it's coming from. Are we sourcing it from trying to get another big gift back or to show or are we creating any emotional reaction or are we just doing it from the goodness of our heart? I focus on gratitude. I've got a great God. I feel good about myself and I want to do something good to impact people. I do a lot of gifts at Christmas cards and chocolates to stores that help me during the year, you know, store that cooks food for me, a store that I get dry cleaning from, a store that I pick up various supplies from, all of these things just to acknowledge people without expecting discounts or anything back in return. Because really a gift given with expectation is no gift at all. It's an agenda. So to truly give is to give with, with, with no expectation in return. And this is why we have a, a material gratitude that's it's like a vapor, short-lived. And it's only when people really connect to something larger themselves that we can experience true gratitude. And when I drive through canyons and I see mountains and I see oceans and I see the birds, all of these, and I always acknowledge that because I, of course, living in the world, just like you, I get sidetracked sometimes by all the things really that don't matter. And I ask myself sometimes, 
if really this was my last few few hours living with the extra mark on my car or with somebody not doing something on time or will um, a pet that's destroyed a piece of carpeting that happened to me this week, would that really make a difference? And the answer would be not. And in those times, usually in the last few hours of life, people say to themselves, if only I'd given more time to acknowledging what is valuable. Sometimes it almost takes dying to truly be able to appreciate what we have, to truly appreciate living. It it takes that. And I was referencing my mother dying in my arms at the hospital bed. Truly, when you see something like that, it makes you wonder, you know what? Life is valuable. It's not about what you can add because, you know, the coffin contains very little. So it's really about perspective, about lifting your vision and seeing outside of yourself. Just birds, oceans, deserts, mountains, wherever you're living, a large tree that's 100 years old, you know, the root could go down sometimes a mile. So it's about shifting the mind. You know, in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly consistently associated with greater happiness. I did these studies. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions. Um, You relish good experiences. It improves your health. It helps you deal with challenges in life, adversities, maybe family adversities, maybe people sick, maybe people dying, maybe political elections. I'm not going to talk about that again, but those things, changes, it makes you see, deal with them in a different way. And it helps you build actually a stronger life. So when you build that tank, and I see very little, I see a society, yes, some people with tremendous amount of money, tremendous amount of material blessings, but I see a a tiredness, a weariness, weariness, and a cynicism. And I know God didn't intend for us to go (coughs) to live this way, you know, um, Trials and tribulations are, are, are promised. Jesus, as I said, was put on the cross for his preaching, for the messages of light that he was giving. He was put on the cross and three days later came down and arose. But that was a gift given, but it was it's trial and tribulation. So God always set it up that way. It, there will be trial. Gold is perfected from heat. Diamonds, attrition, people from trials. Just makes you a more grateful person. If I hadn't had been through the things I've been through the last 10 years, I wouldn't have financed this ministry myself. I want to put in a considerable amount of money for five years to get to a place I am now with the writing and speaking if it wasn't for these trials because I was focused on the external stuff. This is why I can speak into this. I was focused on the getting and very, and to be honest, not very grateful because the focus, when your focus is on getting, there's never enough because there's always another stepping stone. There's always more. So it's really changing your psychology, having a positive gratitude psychology. And it's about, you know, people feel and express gratitude in many ways. You know, you can apply by recalling your past memories, things that have happened. Maybe if your childhood was bad, maybe that wasn't the area you could be focusing on. Maybe it's your opportunity you have now or a a pet or a marriage or a child or your health or even being in a position to be able to help people. There's so many things that we have. A lot of us have had. I haven't, but I've counseled a lot of people that, that have had tremendously horrific childhoods, but it's about not about focusing on that as being your detriment, but about focusing on what you can do with your life now. The potential is always in the 
next step. It's about not taking good fortune for granted as it comes. Many of us are blind to things because we get them on a regular basis. If we get a meal on a regular basis, maybe we're not grateful every single time we have it. But if we see someone homeless, like I'm I'm feeding a lot of homeless people tomorrow for Thanksgiving, you see the joy in a home-cooked meal somebody hasn't had because they're used to eating from the floor or from whatever someone else gives them. And there's not a lot of people giving. A lot of people just pass whether they, they can be getting into $100,000 cars. I was speaking to some people in the street yesterday that were raising money for Thanksgiving. And I told them I was a pastor. I gave them some money. And I told them what you're doing is, is, is not the 99 that have been found, but the one that's being lost. You're making an impact in the ones. That's how we make an impact. And even lifting up a neighbor is something. So regardless of the inherent or current level of your gratitude, it's the quality that individuals can successfully cultivate further. It's something we need to move on with further. We're about to take a break. In the second segment, we're going to talk more about how awareness can bring gratitude. We're going to talk more about how our lens, who who we look at, will focus We'll refocus our gratitude and our attitude as well and aligning really with, with due season, not due date. This is with the due season of God. But have a great break and I'll talk to you in the next segment. Thank you very much once again. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back, friends. I hope you enjoyed the short break. I hope you're enjoying the show. I don't aim to change the world with the show, but I aim to put some light in the forest of life. We, we walk very much habitually with the same thought patterns and the same things happening that we sometimes are like a, a train just going fast through stations. Everything becomes a blur, but it's in by slowing things down in our mind. And I've explained this on many of my shows about raising awareness that we can then raise our vision, 
our perception. We can change perspective because we start to look at not at uh, being grateful at ourselves, but grateful at other things around us. And it's really this shift. We can, we're mostly looking in. We're looking in all the time at what we don't have. We're looking at our story how bad things are for me, how this didn't work out for me, how my relationship's testing, how my children didn't work out, how even my pets are not listening to me. The focus is very much inwards. But when we focus on outwards, we get to see, well, it's miraculous that from a seed I am who I am. But just looking at the creation, looking at the the deserts, the oceans, flora and fauna around you is amazing. So it's really by lifting. I was talking the first segment about we're in Thanksgiving. It's about lifting to something that's higher than you, something outside of you. So there's something beyond the realm that can be seen, acknowledged. You can become more grateful really by raising awareness. It's a mindset. So when you shift your mind, you start to shift your perspective. And out of that, you'll experience a natural shift to be a more grateful you. It becomes habitual. Being ungrateful is just a habit of looking things in a negative way or looking at things that we don't have and making that a predominant focus. But being grateful It's not in having more, but it's looking in what you have, what you've been through, for one, you've overcome it, but what you have as a tool for your future. So I'm letting my past behind me because my past burdens me. It weighs me down, but I'm having my arms open, wide open to the future. And today, which is the potential really is in the present moment. That's why it's called potential, present, potent. Potent means it contains a lot of power. So the potential is always in this moment. So we need to change, really. You'll find that after a while, you'll not even need to think consciously of saying the word grateful because your default mode will be more grateful. See, we've got to remember gratitude is not an event. It's not a day. It's not a Thanksgiving day, but it's a process of how you live your life out. It's a process of your life's attitude. It's cultivating that. And like anything else, if we want to have a healthy abdominal area, we have to challenge it and we have to work it. We have to apply it. So it, it, it apply, it basically responds to what we're applying. So our thoughts, our life will respond to our thoughts. Very simply, we need to make a shift and I'll explain this later in the show. So to be grateful, you have to nurture it. Um, Just to mention, I don't know if any of you have bought the book. It's Get Out of Mind Jail, Create a New Life. It it talks more about what we've been talking in the shows in further depth. It just will help you. It's for the price, really, of a coffee and a sandwich at Starbucks. You can get something, really, that you'll find invaluable. You know, I'm not making money on it. It's with a big publisher. But what I'm trying to do is create impact. The same with the ministry. I financed this because I believed it was needed. I believe God spoke to me. And it's impacting a lot of people. I'm already getting a lot of people contacting me. I'm getting even some well-known um, athletes contacting me about the show. It, it's really about, and I've said this to people before, we can't look at our promised land or the best that God has for us in terms of how much we're going to get back to determine whether we're going to do it or not. I always said faith is something that activates the unseen. So 
and I'm speaking into people's lives now, whatever you're holding back on, make 2017 the year you're going to step into it. Do not worry about being supplied because as we say, the birds are supplied for by God. If it's your divine purpose, it will be supplied for. God will put the things in place or the people in place to sustain it. So you really have to push Push further and further. I got off off track, but it's all related to this business of, about looking at something outside of us. So we need we're, we need to forget the self focus. We're very self addicted. The world is is very self addicted. That's why we become angry people. And it's I've done polls upon polls and looked at statistics. I don't go much for statistics. I look really at the behavior of people. And I've seen a decay really in just in just happiness because we're trying to find it within outside of us it's really within you have a story that's perfect for you and it's about aligning with that but not long ago and this will be very interesting for a lot of you not long ago there was a poll from famous people from all over the world for a magazine and it asked them this question if you'd be granted one wish for something to come through right now what would that wish be for anything you wanted to come through there were many interesting responses, but one response impressed the magazine's editor so much that they commented further on it. The response was, I wish that I could be given an even greater ability to appreciate all that I already have. To give thanks sounds really simple, doesn't it? But too often, you know, we take things for granted, especially the small and everyday things that are part of God's blessing. It could be taking a dog for a walk, taking a child to school. It could be having a cup of coffee, sharing a conversation with somebody you meet or speaking to a friend or having a lunch appointment or a coffee appointment with a friend. These things are simple, but we very... We often overlook them, even the ability of having your eyes, of having to be able to share in the morning. All of these things, when you remind yourself, can be at any second, all of those things are transient. We could we could lose any of those things. But we very rarely value that because, as I say, it's, it's all about focus. And these people polled were, were very, some of them were billionaires. And very often, the more we have the more we struggle obviously it's a struggle if you have very little that's a struggle too but i'm saying if you see things in a different way they start to shape a different way and if i focused on let's say on on tragedies i've had i wouldn't be doing this i'd have taken myself out but i use those i said these are really hard times but what's in it for me god what am i going to do and i realized you know what it's not to wallow in them it's to Yes, go through mourning, overcome them, but then become a tool that can help other people in other seasons. It's If I have a light, if we have a light, it's to shine in dark areas, which means people are struggling maritally, emotionally, maybe they're struggling with addictions. It's about using the talents that God gave you and the things you've come through as a reference point to then be able to point light at people. So you are, all of you are change agents, but it's a lot of us don't see ourselves that way because we see the things that we're in, our circumstances being against us. And I've said they're all for you. If Jesus went on a cross, God meant it. I mean, it, it's all working for you. Trials are promised. So it's, it's flux is there. Flux is always there. It's what you make of your flux. I can't change my life, but I can twist my circumstances to work for us. 
And very often it's the human nature. It's our ego, egoic side, which is very ungrateful. It's the driven side. So it's in a disconnection to God that we live in a very egoic way. Because when we drift away from God, our thoughts and actions create the ideal environment for anger and, and, and ungratefulness. Because when we're thinking we can be in control of our lives and we're the be and end all, and it falls apart, which it will, relationships end a lot, things don't turn out a lot, um, children very often can sometimes become addicts, they can have problems. Those things, but we can't harbor anger in that. We need to work it because it's working for us. Maybe it's going to open us up, up, us up to an area of our lives. We needed some honing in, some mellowing out. Maybe we took things for granted. Maybe we were angry. Maybe we didn't see things. I know with me, it helped me because I can see things clearly now. Would I want to go through hardships again? There's going to be more, but I don't want to go through the ones I've been through, but I'm grateful for them, not grateful in them, not grateful for them, but grateful that I went through them. So really, it's your thoughts and actions that will determine your environment, whether you have a grateful attitude or not. But really, when you turn to praising and you tune the heart, your mind and soul to be in a place of greater awareness, through that in increase in awareness, it predicates a shift in focus and perspective and gives you the attitude of gratitude. So awareness draws you deeper into a relationship with the creator, deeper into things with meaning. And I'm believing it's only when we become less that God can become more because when we go through controlling, I thought it was all about me becoming more. So that would mean me getting more angry at people, me getting more determined, but in the wrong kind of determination, not determined to get the plan that God has or to become a better person, but determined to kind of win at things or be right or get things my way or really act in anger. We're seeing this in society all the time. We're seeing it in media. We're seeing it in people. It's the lower sense of awareness that brings this behavior. Because if we know that our journey was started from the beginning, we came from the womb and we know from the womb to the grave as already taken care of like it is, then we know where we're going. We know where our life is going. It's, it, it's going to go to a good ending. But it's this journey, the journey really that determines it. And I said the walking of the um, is Israelites from Exodus to the promised land. Yes, it was a 270 mile walk. Should have been about 11 days. It took 40 years. And that was very much from God needing to retrain them from their, from our selfish ways, our ways of lust, our ways of debauchery, our ways of greed, our ways of anger. All of these things are precipitated in a disconnection. So sometimes in life, look at your problem, friend, whatever you're in right now, look at it as, as working to get you to the next level. Don't let that be a wall that stops you going for your God dream. Don't let it be a wall that stops you from having a better day today. Don't let be that a wall to thank you from being grateful. You are great because you are made in one. You are made in one spirit, but your mind has drifted you away. So Psalms, and this is for somebody very strongly, I'm feeling it right now, may not even be Thanksgiving where you are, but we're talking about one of the same thing. It's about looking out of us so we can then change our attitude inside of us. And I'm getting really trying to enunciate this message so we get it wherever we are in the world. You can have thanks living anywhere. Are you living with thanks or are you living with sadness, sorrow, and depression? It's really that simple.
Psalms 9.1 tells us, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds. What that means is that, yes, God is the one that gave us life. And the wonderful deeds means we're, we're here now. We've overcome it. So we're here. Just being grateful for this moment, as I said at the beginning of the show, is more than enough to take us to, to K2. Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgivings and his courts and praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. So really, it's in this growing awareness of his grace shown towards us and how we're blessed to have our lives. The life is the gift. That's why it's called the present. Life is the most precious thing because time, as you know, it's already almost the end of 2017. Time is a commodity that cannot come back. You can buy cars back. You can buy houses back. You can buy things that a lot of things that you lose back, but the time can never come back. This moment that we've had in the show is now historic because we've moved to another moment. We've been on this program now for 37 minutes, so we've we've gone to another moment. We can't buy time back no matter who we are. We can't buy time back. So building an attitude of gratitude really comes from the heart because when I'm grateful inside, out of that overflow, I can feel grateful about God, grateful about myself. And that's really where, where it all comes from. If I'm grateful inside of myself, I can then treat other people better, be grateful for them. And then I decide to live my life out that way. You simply live a more joyful, thankful life in all things and circumstances. The circumstances don't always have to be right. My circumstances are not right, but you know what? I'm still grateful and thankful. I, I wouldn't be doing the show because things do not go on your timing. So there will be, as James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of, of many. And even Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9-11, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So when we're generous to people, we're also, we must remember, we're generous not only to ourselves, we're generous to God. But being generous or grateful means you're enriched in every way so you can be generous on every occasion. So what it really, it's always inside of us. When we have a different perspective from the inside we are generous we treat our spouses better our children better we treat circumstances better so it's always and that's what thanks living is all about thanksgiving as i say is a hallmark it's one day it's great but what are we doing the rest of the time i want to change this so if you get your head around that when i'm, I'm living generously in every in, and I'm enriched in every occasion because my focus is not on anger or trying to control things. I've let God in, and then through my generosity, I, I'm really giving back to God. So, really, it's by beginning every day a certain way. When I go to bed a certain way and wake up a certain way, that's how I live my life out. So, if you begin each day in an attitude of gratitude and start by being thankful for another day. That in itself would change your heart and attitude towards yourself and out of that, how you treat others. And I always say this, if I look at the beautiful bird in the morning and the blue sky, just like, wow, I didn't create any of this. There's 400,000 flowers and about 10,000 bird varietals. And all of this miraculous is for me to see and enjoy. Why the heck would I be focused on the things I don't have? I have money for coffee. 
I have my life, my health, and my abilities are there. Nothing gets taken away. See, when a trial and circumstance comes, we get stuck in it because we think everything is against us and is taken away. We fight it. Rather than going through it, we resist it. And it's in that resistance God can't do the miraculous because when you're resisting, he can't bring you through. So maybe you are walking on the 40-year plan and not on the 11-day cycle. And I'm feeling, again, strongly for that so each new day if you feel it see it as a gift when you change your awareness of that no longer will getting the deal be important no longer will be competing with people at work be important and even if somebody gets more than you so what be focused and content with what you have because when we're looking over our shoulder we'll never be content because there's always somebody with more or someone we perceive has had better so it's about really giving thanks in all circumstances that it's god's will for you and not worrying about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known. So request it out there. We're going to take a, another short break. And in the next segment, I'm going to talk a bit more about some takeouts and how we're going to really move on from there. It's been great. I'm hoping you're enjoying it as much as I am. And I will talk to you after the brief break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to make life work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Women in sport has come a long way in a reasonably short time. In the 1950s, most women's sport was casual, recreational competition, followed by snacks or a light lunch. Today, women's sport is competitive, powerful, and in the mainstream. Whether it's collegiate, Olympics, or professional leagues, tune in to Women and Sport, The Long Road Up, where you'll discover the path that women's sport has taken over the past 50 years and more. Featuring your host, Carol A. Oglesby. Listen Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America empowerment follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment you are tuned in to new dimensions to reach reverend nicholas or his guests today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome to the final segment. As you know, it's not the final, it's the first, because what are we going to do with what we learn? We, We can either learn by hearing or seeing. But it's really wisdom comes from applying it. If we can, we can do many PhDs. If we're sitting on a couch, it's no wisdom at all. But we've been talking about Thanksgiving, wherever you are in the world, really, it's Thanksgiving. And 
a lot of it's about acknowledging something outside of us, not to keep looking at us because we're always being lack because we, we, we can't a lot of these things we focus on regrets or resentment or competing or things that we can't get and out of that it's impossible to live an attitude of gratitude and that really will determine your attitude so gratitude really is all about your attitude and I always look at it this way life is akin to a fine quilt the stitches not being stitched on our timing or comprehension really but on God's timing and comprehension and I, you've just got to accept, if you're living in faith, you know, his plans are good. If he's for me, then what can stand against me? Sometimes it's a deliberate acceptance of something without a cognitive rationality or a cognitive logic. When we start to put logic into faith, we then have an attitude of not being grateful because we start to get discouraged because we're trying to manipulate and control things. But talked also about... I'm going to do a little bit of a review, do something a little different here, a bit bit of a a review of what we've talked about. So we're reviewing it, recapping. So out of the greatest affliction really comes the greatest wisdom or enlightenment. It's really very often a tool to get us to see things differently, to see our challenges as opportunities. And really when we can see change, whether it's a shift in the country or a shift in society, if we can see that as opportunity and not a not a challenge that's going to stick us if we're not reacting in reaction, but if we're proactive, we can then that live out of that a whole different way of life. It gives you really the urgency to take action now because life is temporal and you empower yourself to live out for God's plan and purpose for your life. So it's really all about that. Your small daily routine is what often becomes revealed as the big. It's just like if I get a bucket and I just I say, well, we don't have much of a leak. It's only a drop. If I go on vacation, come back seven days later, I now have a 12-inch flood in the room. So you've got to sometimes look at the small and not get discouraged. Yes, you may not have a million dollars. You may not have what you think you need. But I guarantee you, friend, whatever you have is what you need for your journey. If I swap with you, I couldn't do it. And if you swap with me, you couldn't do it. So very simply, it's out of the small to the world, you know, you may be one person, but when you encourage someone in their time of need, you are the whole world. That's how powerful you are as a change agent, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but living your life in thanks. You don't realize, we don't realize sometimes what we have in us. And I'm here to tell you, all of you are great because you're all miraculous that you're here. So... But really, the vanity of this world and its folly, we miss the days. You know, life just flies by because we're so caught up in our minds. We're so caught up in the external circumstances for an internal process. See, we're internal spirit beings, but we're focused on that external process. Yes, it's always going to be happening. But if I base my highs and lows, how I feel on what's happening, I'll always be depressed. All I've got to do is put on the news program and this political vitriol, there's this one, that one. But I've got news for you. It doesn't matter who's leading a country. God never loses his seat. No one lost the election because God's always in power. We're finishing there as spirit people. So this is a temporary home to a permanent home. So we need to really enter each day with thanksgiving. We need to be grateful for the day and really 
know that God's love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. But we sometimes get stuck. We sometimes get stuck in life. We, you know, we all need a push at times, whether we need help moving forward with a purpose. It could be a goal in our personal life. It could be our business life. In any area, you know, we get to a point that we're wrapped up really in the burden and the weight of the process. And our minds have created complexity where there need be complexity. And even simple tasks become a burden. Sometimes even waiting in a line to pay for something is, I get like this sometimes. You're trying to figure out some stuff in the day and these these simple tasks or going to a gas station and the gas station's closed. All of these things become burdensome. So it could become a subconscious habit. And before long, you know, we're wasting valuable time living life in, with no purpose, apathy, and cynicism, just closed off to a limited realm of the, every time we get up in the morning. Remember, your vision is only your perspective. It's how you see it, in your, it, becomes, it becomes your vision. It's only in your perspective. So if you never change, you could put yourself, yeah, change to a job. My identity is in my job. My marriage is unhealthy, but I need it. I'm still in it. I'm tired of being alone. All these things are conditions conditioned by burdens. You are a separate entity given life, your own unique person. You have your own unique power, regardless of what changes. If a spouse leaves or dies or a parent dies, you're still you. Nothing gets taken away from you. If your political party loses the election, you're still you. You still have your potential and a potential and a a mandate on your life. So there's many reasons for becoming unmotivated, but it's more productive if you put your energy on focusing on ways you can start moving forward again. Because if I focus on what I don't have, I get more of that. So a thought or action, look at it this way, has an equal effect. So we need to be careful as what we're thinking because our thinking ultimately creates our reality. It creates our life course. So we need to put away with these things. Don't have enough time. I'm too busy. Things always keep propping up. I'm too stressed. Do any of these sound like you? I mean, this sounds like a lot of us. And, you know, to break it down to you, these are all buyouts. They're little pacifiers designed to make us think it's okay, but it's not really for us to not do something necessary to make a necessary change. To make a change takes doing something necessary because we know the mother of all in action really is demotivation, is cynicism, depression, anger, sadness, all these things work against you. So, The simple best thing to getting results is your perspective, is your attitude of of, I have the tools I need. So achieving anything requires inconvenience because out of the inconvenience, you get the greater blessing. Nothing is easy. Childbirth's not easy. Sometimes looking after animals, sometimes looking after a sick person who then becomes healed. Nothing is easy, but we're not we should not put our faith and focus on the what it takes to do it, but on doing it. That, that really is the key. It's about doing it. So the things we can take out from this are, I would, there's some points I'm going to give you. Keep a journal. Start keeping a journal of your various goals. They can be short, you know, short goals, several months. Intermediate goals could be for next year. Long-term goals, two years, five years. 
So include things you've achieved already and things you've overcome, because when we acknowledge what we've achieved and overcome, straight away we go from scarcity to abundance, because we sometimes forget those because we're so focused on what's going wrong at the moment that we forget what we've done to get us here. So by showing sometimes what's worked, they'll help you bolster the confidence to move forward. So really, when you feel on off track or depressed or sad or demotivated, look in your journal at what, what's inspired you in your journey. It really is important. There's nothing like looking back on previous success to reinvigorate your fire. What God did for me, just like my friend, they lost the first child. Well, it was their second child, but then they have a new baby a year and a half later. If they were still focused on the box of the eight-day-old baby, they wouldn't be where they are now. A lot of you wouldn't be where you are now unless you've used what has happened before for you. So I would write Write down daily thoughts. Start in the morning. Become more aware. How do I become more aware of my attitude, which will bring gratitude? By writing down and documenting my thoughts. Remember, it's only being aware about what you think that will determine how you live. So raise your awareness of your mind and body. Start to realize when you're becoming demotivated or tired, it maybe you feel drained. Maybe you've worked too hard in some area. Maybe just take time off. Listen to something uplifting. Listening to some spiritual music, a podcast. Go out by the beach. If you're not by the beach, to the mountain. If you're in the inner city, go to a park. Look at the birds. Look at the sky. There's something bigger around us, no matter how small we think our lives are. And I'll repeat that again. There's something bigger to inspire us outside of us, no matter how small we think our life is. So inspiration really will help you away from the drudgery drudgery of life. Don't look at the drudgery. Look at the purpose. God's got your back. Because when you have God on your side, you're always in the majority. Start to take away things you think you can't do. You may avoid doing many things. As a result, you settle in your mind that I can't do it, I'll never be more. Thinking you can't do that sometimes leads to procrastination. It leads to feeling invaluable, unable to do it, unable to move out of your job being tied to your salary and stuck or being tied to an unhealthy relationship. Just get out of the boat. Take take on the challenge and plan to conquer it. Remain positive in the challenge. Just like Peter did, he transcended buoyancy the moment he put his eyes back on God. What that really means is he didn't walk on water, but he did something he couldn't accomplish on his own reconnaissance. He looked at something greater than him. We Very often, the next level is just by expanding and looking outside of our circumstances because it's waiting for you. And that message is for you. I'm going totally off track because this is all to do with gratitude and thanksgiving do not be overcome by your circumstance be the victor you overcome it so this is attitude really will limit the amount of things you think you can't do expand your horizon strive for excellence you may just find living out your daily routine gives you no drive purpose or goal so it's hard to be motivated Commit yourself to excellence. Focus on the things that really give you fire, that really stretch you and you excel in them. See yourself elevate your game to a higher level. You will get much more out of life, friend, I promise you, if you strive in this way. So multiply positive energy. You need to live a life of an attitude of gratitude. Remember, your thoughts will bring back equal experiences. Trials and tribulations really will mirror your thoughts. If your thoughts and attitude towards things are negative, then you will be negative. You'll live a life with little conviction, little motivation. You'll be sympathetic. You'll be cynical. So the more gratitude you create from the things you have in your life right now, 
on what you've overcome, the more you'll start to automatically think that way. Thoughts are habits. In no time at all, you won't be able to recognize if you'll, you know, recognize your life. Let go of your limiting labels. Put, you know, put your mind, get your mind out of the past from a parent or sibling that spoke bad over you. Let go of negative negative perceptions because they'll eat away at your life. They will limit you. The biggest limiter you have is what you let your mind, what you let it believe you are. There's three things. God's voice, which we rarely hear. The mind of, uh, of the, the voice of media and our friends and our inner voice. That's the inner committee, the ones that says, I'm not good enough. So you are. And lastly, just trust. What am I trusting in? Is my trust in the flux of the world, which means I'll be neurotic and nervous, stressed and angry and uncertain of my future. Or are we trusting in God? It's important you trust him every time you do something, even as simple as coming out of a driveway in the morning requires faith. Know at all times that your vision for what you want in your life is already out there. He's already created it, but it's your faith will position you to receive it. So with the trust and faith, you'll inch forward to connect to it. You can go and achieve all the more that you want from your life. It's been great sharing this with you. Wherever you are in the world, remember in North America tomorrow is Thanksgiving, but we've transcended that because we're now thanks living. God created you to be thankful and living and to be a gift back to him. And in turn, we do that with how we live our lives out. But it's been great chatting to you. I hope I've provoked and inspired you remember do not think it's small because already you are great and already you're big let go of the past and seize the potential of this moment god bless you thanks to god for giving me the energy and wisdom to do this and thank you again for being part of this show it really is awesome and i wish you a great week and i will talk to you very soon Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.